You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Rock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started This episode of The Classroom Collaborative Podcast is sponsored by AliveStudioZoo.com And Dee Dee, did you know AliveStudioZoo is doing virtual zoo trips? Well, I've heard a little bit about it, but I know you know a lot So yeah. share with everybody yeah, if you go to livestudiozoo.com, you're going to see their YouTube series where they're taking students and parents and teachers and everyone virtually through their Alive Studio Zoo to see all the animals while learning letters, sounds, reading skills, math, and more. So check it out at alivestudiozoo.com. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am Adam Peterson, and you are. Hello. I'm Dee Dee Wills. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we didn't do that last time, so nobody I know. knew who was talking, right? They're like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, it is. It is summer still, and yes. uh, if you're in any situation like Didi and myself and every other educator in the world right now, you're pulling your hair out, not knowing what's going to happen come August. Yes, like, everything is yes. changing day by day by day, yeah, and right. we're not going to make this an argument over what's right and what's wrong because it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like right. Uh, right. I told, I know Didi and I talked earlier, and I said like as of right now in Illinois, as of today. June 26, 2020, we are going to be back in school in the fall and it's going to right. look very different, but we're going to be in school. And I think that's, that's the important factor. Like, yeah, we're going to be there. What that's going to look like, we don't know, you know, and I right. know every right. state is probably going to be different. And right. the hard part about all of this is, is how much it's changing. Like that guideline may be different two weeks from now, you know, and right, if, right, right. I don't know. So as teachers, what we need to do and what DJ and I want to talk about today is, is what can we do as educators to mm-hmm. to make whatever happens as smooth as possible? Mm-hmm. Whether you're mm-hmm. back and or you're what's the new term hybrid? Like some in school, some right, like, right, so right. Weird. I don't know. What do you? So weird. What What is it like in Colorado? What have they said there? Or are there any dis- decisions yet? I don't know. Colorado's still pretty much locked down. I mean yeah. that. Um, I mean. Uh, who knows? Who knows what it's going to be like? Um, I think that they're talking about, you know, half and half, um, okay. half the class coming and the other half coming in on alternating days. I, I do know it's going to look different. So mm-hmm. whether you have your whole class or half of your class um, at a time, if you have none of your class and everything's virtual, um, if you have everybody and there's social distancing trying to happen, I, I don't know how that could happen, but I mean... <laughs> Like, I felt like it was a win if I could just keep their fingers out of their nose. So I don't know how that's going to work. But in kindergarten, we all know, right? Enough right. said. I like the but, comic that I saw that was like, a, it said a kindergarten classroom in 2020, 21. And it was like, he stole my mask. She licked my mask. He has my mask under his desk. That's my mask. That's not your mask. <laughs> how funny. How funny. Which I think we all need right now. We need comedy to, to get through with this idea. We do. Of uncertainty, yeah. you know? But so, I don't know. I guess... In the long run, regardless of what happens, it's still teaching is going to be different. Your different. I think your September. Yeah, I think I think the ultimate thing is is we're going to have to really get comfortable with not knowing, right? Mm -hmm. And just say it is what it's going to be. Um, And what they say today may be very different six weeks from now or four weeks from now, depending when you start. Um, And I think like one thing that would really help teachers, I hope help teachers, is know that as much as we like to control every single thing, um, like I like love to control all the things, 
we have to know that we can't control this part, right? And I think knowing that we can't control it, um, or, I mean, I guess everybody knows you can't control it, but realizing that you do not have to have everything perfect, like Mm -hmm. we like to have when we start the school year, um, I think think that would release a little bit of pressure. Um, Yeah, I think someone shared something, it was actually a parent of one of my past students shared something that said, because right now it's it's just once everything got released about Illinois anyway, it was, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I can't teach like that or my kids won't be there. And this mom, yeah. who's a good friend of mine, posted something that just said, I, I really don't care like what you what you think about it, but your kids do. And if you're talking about it in a negative aspect, like imagine the feeling that's having on your little ones at home. And yeah, like you're entitled to your own opinion about it. Regard any yeah, everybody is. is, you know, it's 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 your home and it's your children but once you get in the school setting it's not your home and it's not just your children anymore I guess right. is the, the thing we need to remember and and I know I've been guilty of that probably about the the masking symptoms I'm not gonna lie there's been times where like come on like I, I don't want to wear this or I've probably said some things I probably shouldn't have and, and my little ones have probably heard it Olivia and Landon and I don't know I mean, we've talked to them about why but I think that's a big one to remember as teachers too is that we're still a role model and <laughs> People are watching us. People are watching you. Yeah. Little little people are watching us and they're noticing. Well, and and parents as well, right? So yeah. there's there's Adam and I had um recorded an episode before we recorded this one and then we had what should have been a 3 minute in between episode <laughs> turned into a 45 minute discussion. Um and um you know, we we realized that um, as much as I adore him and I know he adores me, but we don't you. see, I love you. Um, uh, we don't see the world in the same view, right? We have different points of view and same thing with your parents. They, they're not going to all be on the same page, even within your classroom. You know, they're going right. to be lots of parents who, um, you know, parented this way during the summer and others who parented that way during the summer, it's going to be different. And I think that if you do have students face to face, um, you're going to be seeing some of those things happen. I think you're going to see those reflected in the classroom, I guess is what I want to say. You know what I, I mean? That's, that's a great one. I'm so glad you said that. I, I adore you too. And you know what I love about you? It proves like friendship. And I think any like-minded individual, like a teacher is going to think this way as well. Like when we go back, we have to be open to conversations and, and, yeah. and that our opinion might not match someone else's, but we also got to realize that we as teachers aren't the experts in, in, in all of this either. In all know, the like, things, right? And in anything, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's people out there that know so much more about what's going on in the world than any of us do as educators. So um, I don't know. I think I think that's one thing that I, I, I love about you, Didi, and have learned from you is that it's okay to have a different opinion as long as you're having a conversation I mean, about that opinion. Right? I I think it's okay if if you're wrong from time to time. Like I'm totally fine with that. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean we we are all products of our environment, right? We're all yeah. products of the things that we see and we listen to. And um, and so naturally we're gonna have different points of view. And I feel like um, you know, um, we're not having this conversation again. We just like went through this whole long conversation. We're talking about school, but I, I do think. But I think the same type of thing is going to come up with school coming back too. Absolutely. I mean, there are going to be, I mean and, everything that's happened in this world, it's been uh, like a lot. It's, it's a going lot. Going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot. Um, so teachers, what you need to do is find some of this glue. It's called E3000. 
<laughs> have it in your desk drawer. And when you need it, just take off the top and just breathe into it. And you will, all your cares will float away. It'll be amazing. Um, no, but I do think, I do oh, think good. that. Is that a good, is that's that a, a good That's tip? a good one. The other one too that you could do, uh, we're going to get in so much trouble. People know we're joking. That's the good part. I, is hope, I saw the I funniest thing that said the best part about having meetings during Zoom, over Zoom and not in person. And it was, it was a video of a guy taking a, a tea bag and he cut the tag off of it and like taped it to the edge of the cup and then filled that coffee cup with wine instead of tea, but it looked like he was drinking tea. So teachers, that there, is you so funny. Like, there you go. <laughs> don't tip do that. Number two. Cool. Tip number two. Um, but you're right. Like it's going to be, I'm not, here's the, this is so hard for me to say because I'm not going to be experiencing it going back. Right. Like, right. like, like I'm not going back to a classroom. So it's going to be easy for you and I to say, here's what you should my, do yeah so i i get it is gonna i mean i've seen it in my wife how stressful this is going to be yeah, yeah. not knowing right now but right i think there are steps we can take right now as teachers to to better prepare ourselves and um some things we can do when we are back to better right. prepare ourselves and our students and i think that's what we need to focus on is 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 what steps can we take to make this flow as right. easy as possible you know, one thing we've talked about is how um, well, a couple things we talked about before, but we've we talked about how um, distance learning has kind of forced teachers into using some technology. Because mm-hmm. let's just be real: if I were in the classroom today, I would have not known anything about how to even connect my students virtually, right? I wouldn't have known how to do that. I wouldn't have known about some of these different apps that are out there or programs that are out there because I am. <laughs> old y'all I'm old and I don't like to try new things. Um, but you know, this last two months of school has forced a lot of teachers to try to do things, or maybe you haven't because your school, um, didn't pick a platform, but maybe they're picking a platform now, right? So maybe you're going to be using Schoology, maybe you're using Google Classrooms, maybe you're using Seesaw, maybe you're using Flipgrid. There's all these different things. Yeah. Um, and now would be a great time to kind of investigate those so that you're not getting over the initial learning curve. So if you know what your school is going to be using, um, you know, I think YouTube is great for many things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for like going down a rabbit hole and watch it. And you're like, how did I end up on this page? <laughs> but um, it's also, they have some great videos, the tutorial videos on those. So um, it would be a good idea if you could invest, you know, each day, just learning about some of those platforms that you are going to be using. Um, I think you'll get really excited about some of them. Some of them are better than others. I think for primary classrooms. Yeah, totally. Are are great for, you know, fifth and sixth grade students. Some of them for primary classrooms. um, You know, you and I both love Seesaw. We think Mm -hmm. that's a great one um, because it's so interactive, but those would be a great thing. If you can learn about it, if your school doesn't know yet what they want to use, it would be great for you to have input on that, right? Exactly. So otherwise somebody else is going to make that decision and it may not be one that is the best for you. So well, I think that's one, a good point. And, and you mentioned YouTube and the cool part about that is, is, is you can find clips. So even though your school might not have made that decision yet and that decision right. might not come out for weeks right now, like what is going to be the go-to? You're not going to be an expert on it. The way no. you become an expert on those types of things is by using those things yeah. over and over and over again. You right. can't do that right now 
from home unless you you know you put a fake class in there. So the cool right. part is is um, uh, this is a great point you made was just go on YouTube and find little clips, and and you're gonna learn little things. The cool part about video tutorials like that is is they take all of the unnecessary stuff out of it. Like they're not telling you every little thing you need to do to be able to set something up. They're right. showing you. As this a, is how you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like if right. you want to learn how to set up. So I think that's a great idea. Just, just try out some clips of different things. And then once you start using that, you'll have a little bit of knowledge right. and then you'll, you'll be comfortable with it. But that's, yeah, that's a good point. That, that's the well, tough part too, is, is not only knowing what you're going to use, but I know here, um, we don't even know a start date yet. Like we know we're going to be back in school in the fall as of right now, but right. we don't know when that's going to happen. Oh, yet. Gosh. Like our school start date is not in stone. Oh you gosh! Know, school calendar is yeah. adjustable right now, so right we may have time to be researching and researching and researching. And and um, I know you and I have talked a lot about um, like audio books before too. Right. Uh, just listening to podcasts about. I mean, I I can guarantee I haven't looked, but I can almost guarantee you could find a podcast on Google Classroom. You know, like a podcast. Yes. On yes. Or a podcast yes. on Flipgrid. Just right tips and tricks and ideas. So right while you're chilling around the pool or at the beach, like. Just, just soak up as much knowledge in, as possible. Dive in, dive in. If you know, you definitely want to take care of yourself over the summer, right? You got to recharge, but you also might want to um, have some knowledge going into it. Um, you had mentioned that sometimes you can't do all of the things that you would need to do in the classroom, right? But one thing that I did um, because I needed to know. I hadn't used Seesaw in my classroom because uh, I don't have a classroom, right? <laughs> I'm out of the classroom, uh, and so I set up a classroom. And I had a student named Ozzy and a student <laughs> named Harriet. And um, I, I connected them. Like, what is the process of connecting students to the platform? Because that's a big deal, right? Yes. How do you get students on? How do you get parents on? Um, what is those different apps? And I think I even asked you about that because I was, I was in the parent app, not the yeah, student Yeah, we were app, playing around with it, yeah. Right? And I was like, I don't see this. And he's like, well, Didi, had you watched the video, you wouldn't know. <laughs> I did um, not say that. <laughs> no, I know. But I know, that, I know that cartoon thought bubble above your head was saying that. Um, but, you know, those are the types of things that, add a lot of stress to you when you're in the moment with parents, right? You're like, I don't know why you can't see it. But if you, if you've been in and played around with it, um, just so you know, Ozzy is the black lab and Harriet's the yellow lab. So they have not done any activities on Seesaw. I was just going to say, which one is the better student? Which one? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. Is it the stereotypical um, girl that's the better student? No, I'm kidding. That is so wrong this way, but we all know it. She's, she would be the bossy one in your classroom. You know what I mean? The bossy one. And, and Aussie, everybody would love because he's just so dang sweet. But Harry's a little pushy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. She's a little pushy. She's um, in charge, huh? She is the So she's going to be a great episode. leader someday. That's the way yes. you look at that. <laughs> Bless. Bless her heart. Um, but that would be something. So find the platform. And, and learn about it, but also learn how do you get students on and, and sign in as a student so you can kind of see what they're seeing. Right. And then also what, um, you know, what a parent might be seeing if they have a parent connection piece of it as well. The other thing to do too is, is I know like, and I haven't had personal experience with it. I've, I've done some with it, working with other teachers, but like, like a platform like Google Classroom that's centered yeah. around like your G suite of your school. Right. Um, it might not hurt for you and your team to maybe just add each other into classes and see what that looks like, or reach out to parent past parents you've had and add right. them to your email list and, and create a, a fictitious classroom on there. Right. And 
and play around. You know, there's, there's so many relationships we have with parents from past or, you know, your current school year that just finished that yeah. I, I can almost guarantee they'd love to, you know, let their students play around and, and help you out to try to learn that. So right. um, your peers and your, your students that you've had can, can do that too. But adding a fake class is, is, is not hard to do in a platform like Seesaw. And I, I've, right. had, I've had use with that. So I know, I don't know about many of the other ones, but I can almost guarantee there's some tutorials and trials of way to do that. And, you know, you might have, um, if you're Google Classroom, one thing that you want to know how to do is how to upload a PowerPoint and <laughs> convert it. Now, I'm, I'm laughing, but you're laughing, but I, like, literally had no idea how to do this. I'm like, I know how to... <laughs> When I had this whole training on that, I was like, I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, you know, how do you upload a PowerPoint to your Google um, Drive and then turn it into a Google slide? Because there's just a couple steps that you have to do. But if you don't do those steps, it is frustrating, yeah. right? And if you, if you don't put it into your classroom right, you'll have one student complete the task and it's done for everybody. So, you know, you just, and if you, if you're like, thinking, I don't know how to do that. If you go to my YouTube channel, I do have a video to show you how to do that. But then there's other videos as well um, on other people's channels. So um, you could be one of the 100, 100, I think I have 100 people who follow me on YouTube. So <laughs> woo, I'm slaying it. Um, but uh, <laughs> like 100. And I think my mom is one of those. That. I'm laughing that you just said I'm slaying it. That was the best. I know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you guys, that's like the weakest thing ever. Um, I just have those videos on there to so that people can see, here's a video tutorial. Cause I got to see it. Sometimes don't tell me, just show it to me. Um, I'm so, going to vouch for that too, because uh, Didi taught me a lot about PowerPoint and Google Classroom one evening through a Zoom call that I recorded, like, because I needed to see it over and over again. So, so she knows what she's talking remember about. Remember that. She, I don't even remember that. When we were talking about that, um, the yellow day stuff and you were trying to show me how oh, to, like, you know, how to, I finally was like, yeah, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to do <laughs> I'm hanging up on you now. Because um, it is a process. I mean, if you're getting the, so, so now is, I mean, let's be honest, teachers, you're not going to take the time to learn that process once you have a classroom full of kids again. So yeah. now's a better yeah. time. It's than really any hard. It's really hard to do that. Certain things. And, you know, what's kind of cool is once you get over the fact of this is a horrible time in teaching world, right? I know a lot of teachers are like, this is the worst ever. Like, is McDonald's hiring? They don't want to do this. <laughs> But once you get over the technology um, hurdle, I think that you're going to start to being like, ooh, I could do this. Ooh, I could do this. And I, I feel like it will really um, provide opportunities to, to teach in a different way. Um, hopefully, right. we're not going to just be teaching digital resources in classrooms when we're all together and Rona is gone. We don't have the Rona virus anymore, right? Uh, hopefully, you're not going to just be, you know, kids and faces with devices. That's not, yeah. that's not good. However, um, you know, if you were any of those teachers who took home, you know, 17 miles of laminated paper so that you can cut <laughs> it out on the weekends, you can cut down on some of that with some of this technology. And right. so um, that's kind of cool. It's kind of it cool is. to deal with that. There is a book called Google's, um, Google Classrooms for Littles. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned. I was just going to say there's a bunch of books actually what? through the through the DBC website. Yeah. That I know they just released um, Sale the Seven Cs, and it's all about Microsoft Classrooms and Microsoft Education. 
sail the seven C's, the letter C apostrophe S. Um, Google Classrooms for Littles, Google App for Littles. Uh, I think there's one. I don't know. I have it. There was a math one too, right? Yeah, that's what I was just looking for on my shelf yeah. back here. I have so, like my whole shelf of books back there. And I can't see them from where I'm sitting. But yeah, there's a, a Google math in the Google Classroom or something like that. Um, so yeah, there are so many opportunities. And those are just some that I know personally. I guarantee there's a ton more out there as well. Yeah, Google App for Littles. There's one right there that Didi yeah. sold up. Um, uh, it's by Christine um, Pinto, like P-I-N-T-O. I was going to say like the bean, but that's not right. But, <laughs> um, and, and then Alice Keeler. And these two um, teachers are excellent, in my opinion, with understanding yeah. how, how Google works. Um, their stuff that they did with their classroom, their K-1 classroom, I think, um, that's spectacular. So there's a lot of options out there. Um, and now would be just a great time to kind of explore that. So you don't have, but if you're like me, you'll put it off and then all of a sudden school starts tomorrow <laughs> and you're like, I didn't learn about that. So maybe, maybe schedule some time to learn some of these platforms. Um, you know, one of the things that we always had, um, is parents papers, right? So, right. you know, the first day of school or open house, <laughs> you had like 72 papers and then the parents all brought them back and every single one of them had their name and their telephone number and their address. Right. Yep. And you couldn't uh, read half of them. Like, <laughs> right. And then, and then you got calls from the office saying so-and-so hasn't turned in these papers, but if you could have some Google forms where parents could yes. just type it in, it would just make would make your life so much easier. Well, so, because you know, I mean, I did this and I'm sure you did too, DD. I'd get those forms back and then I'd go into a database anyway or a, a Google Doc and I'd be like, okay, this person's phone number, this person's email, this person's right. allergies. You know, like I would introduce. So yeah, just just knock a step and, out of the way. Right. How cool would it be to send a note to all your parents and ask them to fill out a Google form and then, you know, maybe even talk to your administration. Maybe this is a thing now. Maybe. I mean, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long since I've been out of the classroom. Maybe it's a thing now. <laughs> it wasn't where I taught. I'm telling you what, it was it's not. It's still not where we, I okay. mean, I know there's, there are, there are databases full of this information, but for my personal, I, I would send home, I mean, two years ago, I was still having parents fill out a paper questionnaire, you know, and right. I'm not saying ditch all the questionnaire stuff. I mean, there's some great things like my child's favorite this or right. you know, their fears and things like that. But for all the technical stuff that you're going to put into a, a digital form anyway, why not start with the, the digital form? Right. That's a, a right. So you could just email that to them. Um, right. You know, what would be ideal is if somehow your administration would say, okay, well, since we know her name and her address, it's not going to change from form to form to form. Her date of birth is not yeah. going to be different on this and that one. Right. And so then that would be all pre-filled in and then the administration could have spots for them to fill out the stuff like, I don't know, immunization records or something like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. That would be, you know, when you go to the doctor now, I don't know if you've been to the doctor, but I've been to the doctor and they hand you this form that's filled out with what you had before. And then you just have to initial that it hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it a lot less painful than, you know, filling everything out again and again and again. So that would right. be a nice thing. But then for you as well, it'd be nice to have, you know, that information. And I myself would rather fill out a Google form than grab a piece of paper and lose it and then forget to send it in and that kind of stuff. So that might be a great way for you. Even if your school doesn't have that is to learn how to do a Google form and then um, have that information. I think it would be really helpful. Right. I think one thing too, that we need to remember is that regardless of the way it starts, I mean, whether it's, it's full 
immersive in the classroom or half and half or all virtual or whatnot. And this is maybe me going on a limb and saying this from, from my basement here in my tiny little town of suburbia, but all of that is nowhere near like the, 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 I don't know the word I'm looking complexity. for. Negative complexity of the world right now. Right. Like, right, yeah, right, that's a great right. term complexity. Like whether or not you. you have to put a mask on in the morning, there's so much more to worry about than, right. than that, you know, and right, I don't right. mean to start an argument or get political about it, but because don't, don't even get, don't even get me rolling again. No, I don't think it should be political. That's the thing. But um, what I do want to say is this idea of this, this hybrid model of some coming to school, some going right. virtually, um, or I know a lot of schools have talked like, are they, are you going to go every other day or some in the morning, some in the afternoon? I mean, if we look back at the way kindergarten used to be, that's, that's what it used to be. Like there was a morning class and afternoon yeah. class, right? Like, yeah. so, so I don't think that, I mean, I, again, I don't know cause I'm not in the administrative role and I'm not in the decision-making role, but I think, I think everybody has the best interest of students and teachers in mind. I'm going to say that. Like, I think that whatever right. decision gets made, I don't think anybody's going to make these decisions for your school or your district out of with ill with ill intent, with right? Ill intent, intent yeah. right? Right. I just need to let you finish my sentences. You you do them with better. Oh words. my gosh! But what I was going to say was for the past I don't know how many years it's been going on probably ten years or more at our school. We start our year in kindergarten with an every other day model, and we do oh. that to start with smaller class sizes, and it it is phenomenal. And um. Do parents have to make arrangements? Yes, but we we I even did a, a video on my YouTube channel probably f- four or five years ago that was all parent testimonials praising this the style that we did, and we only did it in kindergarten. So I'm not saying that this is going to work cross grade levels. I don't know, but we went two weeks of school every other day. We had an mm. A group and a B group, and we did mm. that to make that we, we purposely did it to make the class sizes smaller. Right, we purposely did it to build relationships. And it, it made our groups, our small groups. So if we have to social distance, it made our groups so much smaller. Like our kids right. weren't a giant crowd of kids together, you know? So, so if that happens, it's going to be okay. It's going to be right? okay. I just going to be okay. I guess I'm just trying to say, and again, it, it's hypocritical for me to say because I'm not going back to a classroom, but I don't think now is the time to, to stress and fear about what it's going to look like because whatever yeah. it's going to look like you teachers are going to make the best of it. I know you will. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, the other thing that we talked about before we started recording is that um, I think that um, for me, I started the year off with, oh my gosh, we have to do these, all these things in this month because it's this month, right? And all of these things and students need to be at this benchmark because it's, and I think that um, one thing that, and I know you guys out there listening know this, but just to remind you that, a lot of students didn't get the same education at the end of the year that they would have last year because they're just different, right? right? And there was so much going on. So I think that there might be a need to adjust expectations, certainly for the first semester, um, for the students who are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that I think that's probably a reality. Even if you're kindergarten, maybe your students didn't go to preschool like they would have over the summer or whatever. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, you're, I think you're going to expect to see some students who are. Um, going to need some remediation, not that they need it, but they just haven't been taught it yet. So, uh, and I think, I think we have to give ourselves some grace in that moment and just say it, you know, it is, it is what it is. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I imagine, I manage an administration that's going to be talking about that um, and, and helping along the, uh, helping you along that journey. 
Uh, but you may need to, if you teach first grade, you may need to look at kindergarten skills yeah. and know that you have to go back and kind of teach those or refresh those or something. Or your parents might have just been, did a killer job and you might be able to like coast, right? Could happen. Right, it could. Well, I think I think that's a good point is, is everybody's in the same boat, you know? Like we, right. we, we all, like we all had to do it. Everybody yeah. had to learn from home. And and I, I know that equity was was not the same everywhere. I know that, right. that some people had much more opportunities to do so, but uh, it, nobody had a normal school, you know, right. end, you know? Right. So right. I don't know. I just, I think that, that's the power. I think what we're really going to see is the the power of education as we do go forward, because we're going to see how important education really is. And we're going to see how much teachers really do step up. You know, um, I did a, a series of Facebook lives about at home learning and making it playful and whatnot. And I uh-huh. interviewed um, Jessica Travis, one of our, our friends, and she said, um, she said, she, she said she was so excited to see what happens going back. And I, I kind of asked her, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, like, because of all the technology or whatnot. And she goes, no, I'm just excited to see the passion that I'm seeing from teachers online continue now into yeah. the classroom. And, yeah. and she gave really good examples. But one of them was, she goes, I've seen some teachers and she's in a kind of a coaching position right now. So she works with a lot of the teachers in her district. But she said, I've seen teachers that never took an opportunity to step outside of their comfort zone in the classroom have done some really phenomenal yes. kind of way out of the comfort zone things in front of a camera, you know, like yeah. whether it be putting yeah. on a costume or, or going on a virtual field trip or just talking in a silly voice while they're reading the book or singing a song they might not do in the classroom. So yeah, because I think we need to look at those positives going back that if we can make or keep that spirit alive, that, that, that step up, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my kids the information yeah. that we saw during this time of virtual teaching. If we see that carry over to classrooms, I think we're going to see some pretty phenomenal things happen in education. Oh, I love that you brought that up. That's a, that's a great, yeah. Cause you see teachers are like, I can't do that video. I can't do that video. And then all of a sudden they like, can't stop themselves from doing right. video. So like, it's uh, once you get over that little, that little hurdle, um, I mean, the possibilities, I guess is, yeah. is what, maybe that's what our, um, title of this podcast episode should be the possibilities are there endless. Well, they are. And I, I even saw it personally. I saw some friends of mine who, who I've known for years that I had witnessed their classrooms and I know the way they teach in front of, you know, like live. And then yeah. I saw them sharing some videos and I'm like, I've never, ever seen you teach like that before. Like awesome job. You know, like that's what I want to see you do going forward. I'm not saying I do it right, but I like for someone that I saw, who never took the, and I'm not going to say her name, but she never took the opportunity to step up. She's like, it's me. It's me. I know it's me. If she's listening, she's going to know it's her. But like, I know that she did not step out of her comfort zone inside her classroom because, because I know, I know it, but I saw her share some things that, that I might not even have done like on a video out to people. And and it was, it was hilarious to watch. And I know her students because I know some parents in those classes. I know they loved it. And and I hope that that carries over. And I hope that, you know, if you were a teacher that took the opportunity to do that and, and step outside your comfort zone a little bit because you're in front of a camera and not live, like remember how much your kids loved that going forward. Um, I don't know. I just think that they're, it's, I mean, let's get this out of the way. It's going to be a learning curve for everyone, regardless right. of what happens, you know? Right. We can't say, again, where we are right now, what's going to happen. I'm sure it's going to be different from state to state and different from district to district. But regardless of what's happening, we got to remember that, like, like Didi mentioned, the skills aren't going to be 
necessarily the most important thing right now. It's going to be the kids. Right. Right. And you guys, you know, you guys also, you've been, you've been through some trauma here. I mean, (laughs) there's no joke. You've been through some trauma. So, you know, be kind to yourselves, right? Take the opportunities that you can right now to, to better your skills. If that's something that you have the mental bandwidth for. Um, and, um, I guess that's it. I guess is that so, it? Is Are that we it? done? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're done. Sure. We'll see you next okay. time, everybody. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great day. Go on and take on the world. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.